Never leave your home for grocery shopping again. With Instacart, get your groceries delivered in as fast as one hour so you don't have to leave your couch. Instacart connects you with a personal shopper in your area to deliver the products you love from your local stores. They also highlight deals to help you save money. Instacart is offering free delivery on your first order over $35. Click the link in the show notes to let Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. This is Chanel. Hi, this is Stacy. Hey, nerds, this is Ashley. And this is Fanfic Fanatics. Okay, guys, it's Stacy, and it's my uh, turn this week for the one shot. So it is called Delicate, and it's by Weatherbug02. Um, its rating is mature, and um, it's a relationship between Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, and Ray, my favorite. And so the summary is <clears throat> the first time it happened, she thought it was a dream. It's in which Ray and Kylo wake up next to each other every night via the Force Bond. And here we go. The first time it happened, she thought it was a dream. She thought it was the universe taunting her, mocking her for her failure to bring him back to the light. That's what it felt like when she woke up with him next to her, only two feet separating their bodies. Convinced it was a dream, she went back to sleep. When she awoke, he was gone, and she brushed it off as if she saw it. And she brushed it off as she saw it, a dream. The second time it happened, it was a lot worse. She woke up again with his head pressed into her neck. He was warm, and she could feel his breath against her skin. A dream? She had to try to convince herself it was. But how did it feel so real? She didn't move for several minutes, frozen still as he continued to sleep. He hadn't shown any indication of waking up, unmoving except for his steady breathing. She knew he couldn't be there with her, that was for sure. Even if he hadn't gotten past so much security, it wasn't realistic to think he could come back just to sleep with her. No, it was something else. Force bond. It made sense. He would just show up sometimes, times that she really didn't want him. It seemed to happen less and less after she left him, her anger with him at its peak, but there was no avoidance of him. Eventually, they just ignored each other until the bond allowed them to leave, but sometimes it wouldn't happen for hours. That must be what was happening. She knows the force wants them together, and she supposed it would do anything to get them that way. She didn't wake him, but she didn't push him away. There was no point to, and besides, she was always cold anyway. The third time it happened, he was awake. He was directly across from her, just staring. Her heart sped up at the sight of him like it did the previous nights. He was shirtless again, only clad in a loose pair of pants and blankets twisted around his legs. He didn't re- <laughs> He didn't speak, instead reached out a hand toward her and pressing warm finger gingerly to her cheek. She closed her eyes. The fourth time it happened, they spoke. It was a hushed whispers and gentle murmurs. They didn't question why this was happening. They knew why. Instead, they spoke of each other. They answered inane questions, sometimes deep ones, but they didn't stop talking even as the sun rose. Come back tomorrow, she said. She wasn't sure why. I will. The fifth time it happened, they stopped fighting it. She didn't question waking 
up to him again, even if he was somewhere across the galaxy. When their eyes met again that night, he pressed a hand to her waist, a silent offer. She debated for a moment before pressing her back to his chest and letting him drape an arm over her. He pressed his face into her hair and whispered something she couldn't quite make out. The sixth time it happened, it was peaceful. She didn't wake up until she felt him stirring, and even then she kept her eyes closed. He pressed a hand to her cheek, and her heart sped up, even as she willed it to stop. I'll see you tomorrow, he said. She wasn't sure if he knew she was listening. The seventh time it happened, he was in pain. She woke up to whispers. They weren't spoken to her. He was asleep, and he clutched her almost painfully to his chest. She tried pulling away, but he didn't let go. He was whispering something, in a language she didn't know. Eyes furrowed. He was dreaming. It was easy enough to tell, but it wasn't a good one. Please, a word she could recognize. She closed her eyes and tried to get some sleep, not unbothered by the way he gripped her. The eighth time it happened, she was in pain. She was there again, in that throne room with Snook's eyes glaring down upon her, and behind her was him. The memories of moments passed with him in the elevator. The way he'd looked at her flooded her mind. He could forgive him someday for bringing her to that monster, or maybe she already had. She didn't know. Snook had made her skin crawl, and she hated him. She hated who he was, what he stood for, and what he'd done. He hated his hold on him especially. She couldn't stand it when it seemed she couldn't fight as Snook brought the lightsaber down. And then she woke, and he was there, leaning over her. Are you okay? Tears were falling down her cheeks already. No. He nodded, and she was relieved when he didn't ask for more. The ninth time it happened, they didn't sleep. They lay together all night. Fingers laced together and talked. He spoke of his work, things he never should have things he should never share with her. She spoke of the resistance, her friends, and tried not to notice when he tensed at the mention of his mother. Do you care for me? He asked her later. Their chest pressed together. The intimacy of their touch almost made her blush. She didn't answer right away, instead pressing her lips to the corner of her, the corner of his mouth. Of course I do, she said at last. He smiled sleepily. The tenth time it happened, it was a lot less innocent. She didn't know what had started it, but she did remember a hurried kiss and a whisper of a promise. Somehow sleeping together had morphed into another definition of the word. She didn't mind as much as she thought she would when her clothes were gone and their body fell victim to the chill. He was far gentler than she expected he'd be. He was all raw passion and sharp edges while he was supreme leader. Somehow she figured that persona would seep in where they were together, but it never did. When he made love to her, his touch was soft and his voice was just above a whisper. He spoke of things, forbidden things, promises he'd never get to keep, truths she could never have believed. None of it felt real, but then again, nothing mattered anyway. Afterward, they lied together in more ways than one. We'll find a way to be together, he said. He was always an optimist. We will. The eleventh time it happened, they fell apart. Is this real, she asked as he lay next to her. They were both naked, blankets wrapped around their bodies. Do you want it to be? Of course I do, but I can't go on every day pretending and then coming back to let you fuck me. That's how it works. If you didn't want me, then you should have said something. I wish I had. The twelfth time it happened, no one slept or spoke. She tossed and turned all night, knowing that the man next to her felt the same as she did. He was enamored with her the way she was with him, but she couldn't allow herself to love him. She couldn't allow herself to think about loving him. There was no room for love in war. The thirteenth time it happened, he spoke. I'm not apologizing, he said, lying further apart than he ever had. It felt unnatural for her. I know I have plenty to apologize for, but apologies never fix anything. 
actions do. He let out a shaky breath. Please tell me what to do. I never meant to make it seem like you were a simple fuck for me because you're not. I don't know how to do anything. If I did something, if I made you feel uncomfortable, just please, just tell me, please. Tears welled in her eyes. She couldn't bring herself to answer. Instead, she closed her eyes and pressed her palms against his chest. For now, that was enough. The 14th time it happened, she spoke. I'm not mad at you. She was sitting, her hands clasped together in her lap. I I don't know how to deal with relationships either. You're the first real relationship I've ever had, and it scares me. Nothing ever lasts for me, and every morning when I wake up and you're gone, I'm afraid it's going to be the last time. His lips were quivering when she met his eyes. It won't be. That was good enough for her. The 15th time it happened, she felt nothing but bliss. They were naked. She'd tangled around their legs. He was less gentle this time, pinning her hands above her head and biting down on her shoulder, leaving a mark she hoped would be there in the morning. She came quickly, digging her fingernails into the skin of his back. He followed her, waiting as he always did for her to finish. When he was done, he rolled off of her and tucked her into the crook of his arm. I'm in love with you, he said. She squeezed his hand. Me too. The twelfth time it happened, she wanted more. They had a routine. Talking, sex, cuddling, sleep. It was an unspoken agreement between them, but they didn't always follow it. Like tonight when they skipped the talking part and went right to step two of the routine. But then that allowed a bit more intimate conversation as he held her close and let her trace his scars. I want to do this for real, she mumbled, pressing a kiss to his shoulder. He tensed beneath her. She could tell he already hated this conversation. Is this not real to you? It is, but every time I wake up and you're not here, I want I want you to stay. I want to wake up next to you and not worry that you would disap- not worry when you disappear. I want you to stay. I want you. He squeezed her shoulder. Someday, someday we can. They weren't sure when it happened. No one did. All she knew was that one day it wasn't their force bond allowing him into their bed each allowing him into her bed each night and it wasn't her dreaming she was able to watch him as he removed his clothing each night and lay next to her and she woke up next to him every single morning without having without having to worry about him disappearing they spent their nights entangled with each other and spent their mornings with domestic luxuries and gentle kisses people knew and people cared but they didn't they woke up just after sunrise with their chest pressed together and their legs intertwined ray he said meaning something else entirely Ben, I love you. The end. Um, that was amazing, but also I'm a little distracted because Mia was in the frame. Dude, I was so when I saw Mia and I was like, screen. thank God I was on mute because I was like screaming. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. She just hopped up on my lap. And so I was like, ah. <laughs> I was screaming. Yeah, you gotta take it's it because she it. wanted she... to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah she can be sorry. a little fickle, so you gotta take it when you can do it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Um, like if she wants to be a part of it, she needs to be a part of it. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, that was a really good fix, Stacey. That was like the writing was so good. I loved how every it was like every um like paragraph was like the seventh the the seventh time to happen, the eighth time it happened, and he knew that they were as we explained to Ashley, they were going doing their force bond and they were like meeting up. And that was like to have when sex they, and banging. Well, it didn't start that way. It just started with them. Like it in, ended that way. In, okay. <laughs> I agree with Chanel because honestly, I was really upset that they didn't do more of their like force stuff like they did in the movies. Yeah. Like, 
the first like when they could reach out and almost touch it's very interesting i love it it is yeah and like they didn't explore that like you said in that in the movie and like you know they obviously like <laughs> well ryan um is it Ryan Johnson, yeah, he, like, took it very sexual when he had, like, Adam Driver's shirt off and stuff. But, like, there's There's nothing wrong with that. We are all here for that. I know, I know. But it's, like, (laughs) it's, like, there is another part to it where it's, like, they both are just these, like, anomalies where very Force-sensitive users that only they're the only ones in this connection with this connection and they know what's going on inside each other's minds, what they're feeling. And yet they're on opposite sides of the war. And, um, and so it's just to explore that. Right. And, and yet now they also have the force. Yeah. Now they have this, you know, connection deeper than that. Right. They have a romantic connection. It's really cool. And and, yeah, I love it. I love it. It was just like great, perfect, fluffy. The ending I liked. The- I would love to get into more stuff like that because I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of freaking killing him off. I can't even speak. Speak about I- it. <laughs> I was talking to a guy at work about this and it's just like, it's so annoying because it's a shock value thing. Yes. Like you could do so much it's- with that storyline after this. We've never had this in the Star Wars universe, a dyad of the force like this. And so we're and just going to end is- it. Ryan Johnson, I felt like did such a great job. We're, we'll get into this in the main, um, in yeah. the main uh, <laughs> episode. Topic. We digest or digest. Like digress. digress. <laughs> no, we digest. Ryan Johnson. Digest. <laughs> we're going to digest it. But like he did such a great job in the last uh, Jedi, like going into their story and like Ray had no background and, and, like like you said, with a dyad, and then stupid J.J. Abrams comes back and just f's it all up, mm-hmm. and and it's like I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna make them fall in love, which we already knew that that was kind of heading that way. But he's like, yeah. quickly fall in love. Your background, actually, you're not nobody. You're a Palpatine. Like what the hell? Now you're gonna die, Ben. Like it, it was I mean, they- terrible. They totally Terrible. made Snook like not even like a thing. Like you just totally yes. took that character and he was like nobody all of a sudden. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's just yeah. And honestly, I I blame as much as I love the movie and I and, you know I love Chris Evans. I blame Knives Out because that was the movie that took Ryan Johnson away from the Star Wars oh. franchise. Like Ryan Johnson, he couldn't direct the last one because he had to do Knives Out, and that's what dude Knives Jay Out did. is so freaking good. Yeah, but Knives Out is I amazing. Know. But it ruined Rise of the yeah, Skywalker yeah. because J.J. Abrams. So we love to hate it. Mm-hmm. If if J.J. Ab- or if Ryan Johnson had finished Rise of the Sky, if he had finished that like you know um, uh, sequel series, it probably would have been good. He probably yeah, yeah, I so agree. As, I agree. I like the idea that Ray was love, a nobody. Right, because mm-hmm. that's how Anakin was. She was supposed mm-hmm. to be Anakin, the new Anakin. You know, it was supposed yeah. to be full. Anyway, okay, we're getting off topic. We we digest. We digest. digest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're done. (laughs) We're done. We're done. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, you guys have a great night. Have a good night. Bye. (laughs) Guys, we're the worst. (laughs) 